0: El futuro tiene nada más que la confrontación. Hey, welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. I used to write a bunch of weekly columns for a bunch of internet places, and I would use those columns to put forth all sorts of crazy opinions. Then I would come on this show to defend those opinions. But now, I just watch college basketball. Joining me today, he is my co-host on an Unpops Network bonus podcast called Pod6, a podcast about the films of Spike Lee. He is also a music producer who has a bunch of albums you can listen to, and he does a bunch of intros on this network. Ladies and gentlemen, Sliceberg Slim. Also joining me, she is one of my co-hosts on another Unpops Network bonus podcast, Trend Pony Clickety Clack, Clickety Clack. That's where we talk about movies, music, TV shows, things of the like. You should listen to it sometime if you're not. Ladies and gentlemen, Jen Scott. It's going to be a great show. Hey, everybody to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. Joining me as co-host this week. Ooh, my favorite co-host of all. No co-host. But I do have a couple of guests who are my co-hosts on other podcasts. So it's like I have two co-hosts. I'm just very territorial. So in my mind... No co-host today, but Jen Scott's here from the Trend Pony Podcast. Clack clack clack. Hello, clingety-clack, clingety-clack. hello,
1: hello. That's Jen's A new name. voice. Hello, I have changed <laughs> since you've last heard me. I've now been going to Vampire School.
0: <laughs> Jen is the Elizabeth Holmes of this podcast. Just overnight, much deeper voice for no discernible reason. We love it.
1: Is she the Solidology lady?
0: (laughs) No, she's the Theranos lady that scammed Walgreens and half the military out of billions of dollars.
1: Oh, I know Theranos. It's like Thanos, but it's not at all. No, not
0: even sort of. (laughs) Hey, Sliceberg Slim is here, too. My co-host on Pod 6, the podcast about the films of Spike Lee. Sliceberg, how's it going?
2: What's up, Adam? Pretty good. All right, talk about this. Kanye uh, trilogy I just digested here.
0: Yeah, this is a different sort of episode. I talk about documentaries all the time, but we don't usually, at least not on unpopular opinion, we don't usually just dive into one single documentary for an entire episode. But when a documentary is four and a half hours long, we (laughs) certainly... Can you're lucky we're a not
1: work shift?
0: Yeah, you're lucky we're not going yeah. through it beat for beat. This would be three episodes.
1: Also, to be fair, Kanye himself is an unpopular opinion at this point.
0: <laughs> Kanye is a <laughs> polarizing figure, <laughs> that is for sure, and he kind of always has been, but yeah, especially now, especially since the Trump stuff. I think, yeah, that has gone a long way toward that. So, yeah, we're talking about. Kanye West. We're talking about the Kanye West documentary that is on Netflix right now. It is a three part documentary. And the only reason it's not six parts is because each of those parts is 90 minutes instead of 30 minutes. Otherwise, this would be nine episodes, actually, if my math (laughs) is correct. Yeah. Yeah. Three times three, that's nine. It's four and a half hours. That's long. There's a Tom Petty documentary out there that's six hours. But The Tom Petty documentary is six consecutive hours.
1: Oh, just like two movies back to back?
0: Yeah, they don't put like a a fun intro every 90 minutes. Like this is essentially (laughs) four and a half hours long. I think we all probably watched it mostly back to back. No, maybe not. Jen, you watched it as
1: it came out, right? I watched it as as it came out and then I watched it. Uh, last night and this morning back-to-back again because I'm not good at paying attention to things. So both. Both. I did both. It's a lot.
0: It's a lot to take in. Uh, Sliceberg, you said you got up at 3 in the morning to watch it?
2: Yeah. I started around 3 a.m. and I just completed at 3 (laughs) p.m. So 12 hours (laughs) to watch a a four-and-a-half-hour documentary, yes.
1: Yep. Yep. That
0: sounds about right. I watched it last night and this morning. What did everyone think? I thought it was good. I thought it was good too. Mm. You didn't like it? I
2: did. It's the last act three is like it's so rough. You know, I guess because too he didn't he wasn't around Kanye a lot, so it was kind of like he's outside of looking just like we are. So we kind of already lived through that. So it wasn't nothing really new in that, but just kind of glossing over all his kind of outbursts and rants and stuff. But it did show that he's a he looks like a diff- he's a different person. It's not the same Kanye.
1: Yeah, I did feel like it was a little bit more about Cootie than it was about Kanye. Like, and that's all right. Like, I didn't know who the fuck Cootie was. And he's a really cool, interesting artist, you know. So that was, like, cool to find out about. I don't know. It was just, like, interesting to see somebody, like, go through the weird transitions of being friends with somebody who's mentally ill also. Like, that was an interesting perspective. But yeah, I thought it was for sure more about Cootie and Kanye's relationship and the journey to fame that it was really about Kanye. Like you said, there was not like a lot of answered questions or anything.
0: There's not a lot of insight. There's not much that we don't know that's presented in this documentary. I mean, and when there is, it's just like cool behind the scenes stuff that we wouldn't yeah. have seen otherwise. Like to see an entire Kanye West doctor's appointment was just <laughs> like that was I, that was maybe my favorite scene <clears throat> was just him interacting with someone that he cannot be Kanye West with. That's great. I loved all that. But yeah, Sliceberg's right. That third act where you would hope to get a little more insight into like the Trump stuff and his marriage to Kim Kardashian. By that point, these two weren't really getting along or talking. So he lost all that access. So it's just like clips from news Mm -hmm. stories and nothing that we don't really already know
1: and it's him like being like even when he is close to him at the end of it just being like this is uncomfortable and i don't feel comfortable filming it type stuff yeah that's the vibe and like that's respectable but also we want to know like because like nobody really exposes mental illness for what it truly is because it makes everybody uncomfortable but i feel like that's the message that kanye is trying to get across and he's just not doing a good job of it so i was like okay
0: yeah, it probably wouldn't have been the worst thing if he kept filming in some of those moments. Because there are moments near the end of the documentary where he just turns the camera off.
1: And mm-hmm. it's like, that's not how documentaries work. Yeah, he puts the relationship first or like his moral like um, ideas of what privacy is first, I guess.
2: Which is cool. You don't see that a lot in documentaries. So he, yeah. he kind of looked off of Kanye because someone else would have took that footage and made a lot of money selling it to tabloids tmz whatever
1: yeah it's yeah it really says a lot about cootie yeah and i
2: think
0: that's that's why so much of it (laughs) is about the relationship because they had a genuine relationship for years and years and years and it's the the way it happens they show it in the documentary but these two met at jermaine Dupree's birthday party in 1991 and if People are unfamiliar. What's going to be the best reference for Jermaine Dupree? Remember Crisscross, Cross? The guy who wrote all their rhymes, the adult who was in most of their videos, that was Jermaine Dupree. He's produced a ton of, like, he produced the best Mariah Carey album. The Brat. Yeah, The Brat. He's got a song with Jay-Z called Money Ain't a Thing that a lot of people probably know. Cootie Simmons is at Jermaine Dupree's birthday party. Cootie Simmons, he's a stand-up comic from Chicago. And at the time, he was hosting a public access show in Chicago called Channel Zero, which is also the name of a fantastic show on Shutter that everyone should check out. And he meets Kanye at this event. And he's so enamored with Kanye West, like not immediately, but in very short time he ends up like quitting his public access show which i know that's not like ooh you quit that show you weren't getting paid to do what a big step but he <laughs> he quits this show that he's using as like his only outlet to show the world his comedy and he quits so he can go follow kanye west and make a documentary about him and the thing is no one knew who the fuck kanye west was at the time like he had produced a few songs he produced a bunch of songs on Jay Z's Blueprint album. That's what he was mostly known for at the yeah, time. Yeah, I
1: can like remember a time when I was like super young in Chicago where I started hearing Kanye's name, but people would be like, Kanye West produced this song. And I'd be like, who? You know what I mean? It was just like, I, I don't know who that is. <laughs> <clears throat> but people were saying his
0: name you know and he he's right that uh, people at the time i think would see his name and assume it was a typo because i did like i would see his name and be like oh that kane west guy it's like no it's actually it's kanye no that doesn't sound correct i forgot what did he say his name means is it the only one
2: yeah the only one yeah
0: that's cool his mom is great i get why he loved his mom so much she is so supportive and so fun. Yeah, that's both the most enjoyable part of this documentary and the
1: saddest. Yes.
0: Yeah. Things change when she dies.
1: Yeah, they really set it up to be like, look at everything going well, all thanks to Donda, and then no more Donda, and just like it all seems to unravel from there.
2: Yes, yeah, it's, it's two. It's almost like two Kanyes. It's before Donda, and then there's Kanye after Donda, and it's. Mm. Two different people.
0: Yeah. The first episode, it's mostly about, I mean, I feel like it's almost kind of a trivial concern of his, which was he wasn't respected enough as... A rapper, And it's like, yeah, no one talks about Eric Clapton as a singer either, because he's very good at playing guitar. That's a terrible example, uh, because fuck Eric Clapton, <laughs> and I don't think he's that great at guitar. It's just everyone else I thought of can also sing, like Prince. So that doesn't make a good example. But, like, no one talks about Clapton as a singer. And as good as Kanye West is as a producer, it's only natural that people are going to focus on one thing or the other, Especially if it's the thing you started doing, so the premise of this first episode felt kind of weak to me. I
2: can somewhat relate as a producer and beatmaker. I started out myself as a rapper, but I realized I did it—that wasn't my thing. I gravitated towards the music. So Kanye always been kind of an inspiration to me as far as his production and beat making. Early on, I was I wasn't really a fan of his rapping, but he's kind of like the Bo Jackson. Like in rap, there's not a lot of great lyricists who can also produce great tracks he's kind of like only one in that class because other rapping producers kind of like Jermaine Dupri, Timberland, like they're so-so yeah. like they, they try to rap but he's actually great at both yeah it's not he's like the only one in this class really as far as handling both sides of the music
1: yeah
0: maybe Q-tip
2: no I would he, I uh. Now, on production, he doesn't come anywhere close to. Yeah, I was
1: going to say, I think, I think of Q Tip more as a, more of a rapper.
0: But see, I think that comes down more to the, the controversy behind a tribe called Quest and who was really doing the producing.
1: Well, that's a different podcast. Bro.
0: Well, that's the yeah. podcast this <laughs> is now. Mm-hmm. Welcome to a podcast called Quest, everybody.
1: <laughs> Surprise!
2: All right, good.
0: The stuff in the first episode about him not being signed as a rapper to Rockefeller sets up just an amazing scene, which is the scene where he shows up at Rockefeller records and just starts playing the song all falls down for people like against their will. Mostly like if he walked in your office and you had a CD player, he was going to put it in and play that song. And like, he's getting, varying levels of response like one woman you can tell at first is just not into this idea at all the other one seems a little more receptive but they both end up like someone walks in and is like hey we need you in the other room and you can tell they like emailed someone and were like can you come save me from this guy playing me his demo in my office right now yeah
2: that's how you got to be though he forced his way in like He forced them to listen, to pay him some mind. Like, the idea back then, maybe now not so much, but the idea of a producer just, it's like stay your lane, like, just make beats and shut up. So it's like, mm-hmm. it's, he was going against the grain. So he was really, really trying to force his way in there, like, to be heard.
0: Yeah, he looks genuinely hurt that he didn't come out of that with a record deal. Like, I, th- I think mm-hmm. he honestly thought people were going to listen to that song and be like, We'll sign you. And here's the thing. Maybe they should have.
1: <laughs> the song is so good.
0: Yeah, it sounds yeah. like a pretty well-finished version of that song. And that song's great. Like, that's a single from his first album. Is that the one that's got Stacy Dash in it?
2: Yes, in a video. Yeah.
0: What a full circle <laughs> moment that is. You got Weird. Stacey Dash in one of your first videos, and then you're a Trump supporter. Fucking fuck.
2: <laughs> it was written.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. It's God's plan. <laughs>
2: It was. <laughs> that's where it
1: happened.
0: Yeah, that's where he got indoctrinated. Stacy Dash did it. God damn it.
2: She was in She was in his ear.
1: <laughs>
2: in between takes of the video, she was we found trying the to moment. sell him an idea. We found yeah. the moment.
0: I love the analogy he makes when he talks about rappers approaching him and thinking that because they're so good at. Being a rapper that he'll just give them beats like they're so good. He's just going to want to work with them for free. And he says, that's like going into a TV store and saying, you watch TV the best. He's like, so what? I still sell televisions and you have to pay me for one. I
2: hate that. I'm sorry. As a producer, that happens all the time.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Like, it's just people think, well, let's trade talent for talent. My raps over your beats. Like, it it, it doesn't work that way. No, it's no,
1: no i Feel like that's why I've like quit stand-up essentially, because like if you're not gonna pay me for my art, I'm not doing the show. Like I'm just it's just always like, Well, you could do this show at this place and then you've said that you've been there. It's like I could say that I've been there, no one's gonna check.
0: <laughs> yeah, no shit. No one's calling the comedy store for references.
1: <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, do do you know this person? Probably. <laughs>
0: did they really do an open mic there in April of 2014? Jesus.
1: They did a bringer show here two times. Talk- let me check the files yeah let us check the
0: database of people
1: (laughs) who've performed here yeah i'm not fucking doing that shit anymore so i really i did really like that part because you know it would be sick and cool and tight if all art was for free and like we are all creating stuff just to make the world a better place but unfortunately we gotta do capitalism and this is a game you know and like we gotta survive and i think that kanye always has like had that business aspect of it of like his art in his mind. And that shit will make you fucking lose it. Cause you're just trying to like create a difference and that's totally what he what he wants and then no one's listening to him. I think the advantage he Kanye
2: had was from the beginning he always knew his worth of his of his craft. Yes. Which takes sometimes takes a while to learn what you do is like the time you put into your craft is worth Money, like he he knew for the jump that this is good shit, and you're yeah. gonna pay me. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I feel like Donda really was just like the dopest fucking mom, yeah. and like really enforced believing in himself. And it's like it's incredible what you can do if you believe in yourself. Yeah,
0: and I yeah. think some of the things that are presented as him having a big ego are really just him being confident in a not completely unhealthy way. Like there's. I don't remember who he was talking to, but he was addressing, oh, it was his mom started some foundation and he went to an event for it. And she was like, "Uh, I told the crowd you would answer three questions. And I don't know what they asked him, but he goes on this rant about how important it is to believe in yourself. And he's like, People, you know, call me out for saying I'm the greatest. And he's like, but I am. And like, you should also think you're the greatest. And like, Mm -hmm. like everyone should feel that way. And it reminds me of this thing. I don't know if I see it so much in comedy more, but you would always get these people who are like, I've been doing comedy seven years and I still don't think I'm funny. And it's like, well, then you're not.
1: Yeah, what are you fucking doing then? Get out of here. Yeah,
0: if you don't think you're funny, then stop doing it. Like, if my house was on fire and the fireman comes running in and is like, I've been doing this eight years and I still suck at it. And I'd be like, well, get a good fireman in here.
1: Yeah, can somebody put out a fire like a professional?
0: No, it's insane. Once you decide that's your path, that should kind of be why. You should kind of be like, well, because I'm fucking great at this. Like, if you're doing something creative, like yeah
1: otherwise why would anyone else believe
0: it yeah i don't know oh i just fell into doing open mics and i'm (laughs) I'm just i'm just too poor
1: to do therapy
0: yeah it's like (laughs) no yeah embrace it you're good at it fucking be good at it tell people you're good at it and i feel like we need to embrace that a little bit more in people
2: i think a lot of people too get um you try to be humble Mm -hmm. but sometimes people do it to a fault to where it's it's almost self-deprecating You think you're Mm -hmm. being humble, but you're really just not hyping yourself as loud as as you probably should.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I think that people are like honestly fishing for compliments subconsciously a lot when they're doing that. They're looking for validation and reassurance. And like the fact that somebody else isn't doing that is like seriously offensive to people like because they're like, oh, but I act like that about my thing I'm proud of and I Just I just hope that people like it. And it's like, no, you have to think it's good. You know, like, why? Why are you fucking making shit if it's not for you? You know, you have to like it. Right. Yeah. He at one point in the
0: documentary describes himself as like the bridge between Rockefeller records and raucous records, which I kind of buy that, at least at first. He definitely straddled that line really well. And fun side note, I know the founders of Raucous Records. They are also the founders of Uprocks.com, Brian Brader and really? Jarrett Meyer. So, yeah, I know two dudes who passed on <laughs> signing Kanye. I also, wow. unrelated, tried to get Unpops on UpRocks at one point, and they passed on that too. Unrelated. Wow, we are Kanye. Yeah, I'm not
1: the tortured
0: <laughs> genius we're here to talk about. Let's get back to Kanye West. <laughs> The Doug Infinite scene is fucking wild. If people don't remember, it's early in the documentary. We're still in episode one. And he's just at this bar or restaurant filming with people that he came up with and that he, you know, started out as a producer with. And one of them is this guy named Doug Infinite. And it seems like they're getting along really well. Everything seems very cordial. And then Doug Infinite goes on the radio that night and is like uh here's this kanye west diss track i would like everyone to hear and it's like man that was a turn
2: (laughs) yeah that on doug's part that was a bitch move but that does that does happen because when you do i guess you train someone to kind of coach them along to help them in their career and they surpass you it's the old you know student passing the teacher he felt he didn't get the proper respect so he records a diss track but yet It would have been nice if he at least told Kanye, like, you know, he's going to see you later. He's going to say something. So that was a little, that's a little sneaky. You don't do that. That, That's your friend. You tell him how you fail, but don't do a record behind his back. Like that was, that's that's
0: extra. Yeah. Or at least when he asks if you want to film for the documentary that day, be like, uh, yes, but. (laughs) Right. I got to tell you something. (laughs)
2: <laughs> or at least stop stop the record at least yeah. throw the record away once you say it. I'm like you know what i'm gonna cancel the record
0: <laughs> that's the thing what bothered me about it is when he finally explains his issue to kanye west it's all because in this one interview he felt like he mentioned this other producer named no id as being right. one of his influences but didn't mention doug infinite i hate
1: that shit though
0: <laughs> yeah like yeah you could just talk about it like you could just because Kanye West had a valid reason. He was like, I did. And they edited the article to be the way it was. Like I said, I mentioned your name and they just edited that out. Like I mentioned you all the time. And like that really feels like a thing you could just talk about instead of releasing a whole yes. song about.
1: Could have been like, hey, man, why didn't you mention me? I felt like I did a lot for you. And him be like, oh, I did. Boom. Yeah done
0: problem solved but like kanye west kind of takes the high road in that situation because he just goes and talks to him and they work it out like i'm gonna be honest i would have been like fuck you you could have (laughs) just called me and talked about this but you're making me look like an asshole and it's like the first time kanye west had been back to chicago in a long time like it was this whole thing for him and he ends up getting attacked by one of his best friends that he was just fucking hanging out with a few hours earlier. Felt very shady. Right. But it also feels like a thing that happens a lot in entertainment.
2: Yeah, and it it wasn't a good look for Doug, especially after Ye did the um he did the radio interview, clearing it up. So he came out the bigger person. But the fact they had that conversation at the car, that could have happened before the record was recorded.
0: Doug looked like he was afraid he was gonna get beat up. Very much, yeah. Doug he he
2: crossed the he line. had a
0: look of concern <laughs> on his face, sitting in that car.
2: That's why he made up immediately. Yeah, yeah.
0: he was like,
1: "No, no, 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 no! Let me explain." <laughs> like if they had been driving, he'd have been like, "Fuck you!" <laughs> I saw this like exact thing almost ruin a friendship like this month. Like almost exact. <laughs> like somebody I know got a shout out from a big account on an internet site. And then because of the attention, they, like, just quickly tagged a bunch of other people that we know. And one, somebody was like, how could you not tag me?
0: Ugh.
1: It's like, yeah. oh, God, who even? Wow. It's always that one person you forget.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that is that is just entertainment in general, like the entertainment it's,
1: industry. It's so disturbed, like, just like. W- work on yourself, then you know, like be be somebody that you're gonna be remembered to be tagged when that's the thing. Or like, who cares? Who cares?
2: Yeah, and it sucks for Doug because now he pulled that stunt so early in Kanye's career. Like, you could have been a part of that. Like, it's just he fucked himself up really just doing that. Because mm-hmm. I'm sure Ye never for- Ye seems the kind of person that never forget that kind of shit. So he's he probably never called Doug ever again for music. No. <laughs> yeah,
0: probably. Yeah, because when. He falls out of contact with the guy making the documentary. It's not because they really have a falling out. He just like gets so famous that he like stops dealing with the guy. But yeah, that guy never released a diss track about him. He just went and like worked with other people, which is the mature and responsible thing to do. Mm -hmm. And that's why he Mm -hmm. ends up back in Kanye's life later. What did we think about... Donda's quote when she's talking to Kanye West. Kanye is being real confident in himself, talking about his abilities as a musician. And she she looks him in the eyes and says, a giant looks in the mirror and sees nothing. And first of all, those are vampires. That's not that's not part of the giant (laughs) mythos. But I get what she's saying.
1: I get what she's saying, too. But I also was like. A giant living in a world for small regular people not a giant world yeah. then the mirror would be high up right in a giant's house and he would put it giant there. size
2: yeah and does that giant live with other giants
1: yeah like <laughs> where where is the where is the setting of this statement
2: in giant world
1: if it, it is giant world then why yeah, wouldn't the he be able <laughs> But like why wouldn't he be able to see himself then? Like why are they putting mirrors places they can't see themselves? It looked like
0: even Kanye wanted to question it for a second cuz he sits there for a second and is like
1: sure mom yep yep. and just smiles
0: and nods I do
1: like like it because at first I understand it but it's only being a little shithead picking it apart that like I'm like oh yeah for sure but even like you'd see your leg you know in the mirror if it's in the wrong place (laughs) like giants are not invisible I don't know (laughs) but her heart was in the right place
2: this is why we're not geniuses like Kanye yeah
1: I mean we're like poking holes in all the Donda theories so I guess I'll never be a world famous rapper producer no (laughs) my my knowledge I got from my mom was uh, don't give people the middle finger when you have road rage because they'll shoot you yeah that's solid advice (laughs) um
0: yeah that's very solid advice advice.
1: (laughs) yeah I was like okay
0: <laughs> I thought the Jesus Walks stuff was interesting but it didn't really go anywhere. Like he ended up using the hype Williams video, right? He had a, he had a couple
2: versions yeah, of it. Yeah, maybe he
0: used both.
2: But the hype Williams was the one that that every the main one I guess the MTV show that was like the first one. Yeah. They did alternate versions, but that was the main one, that was hype.
0: That's where the first rift between Cootie and Kanye kind of forms because Kanye comes to him and is like This song is so good. I need Hype Williams to direct the video and not you. Which is a low-key, very shitty way to say that. Yeah.
2: Yes. You see on his face when he said it. Like, he tried to take it in stride, but he he clearly was hurt. Like, what the... I've been filming you for years. Now you want to jump ship? Like, yeah, it's it's messed up. But that was the beginning of the the riff. Yeah.
1: He just didn't need to say it like that.
0: He could have just been like look, the record label wants me to work with a big director for this next video. I'll have you back on the yeah. video after that. It's nothing. But no, he's like, this song is so good that you're not good enough to make the video for it. That's how I sound it sounded. Yeah,
1: that's how it came off. I mean, he could have easily also been like, somebody else is going to direct the video. Come shoot behind the scenes for it. Yeah,
2: Boop. sure. Yeah,
1: done. You still helping out your friend. You're still doing shit together. Whatever. Yeah. It's not that hard to be a friend.
0: <laughs> that could have worked yeah so that kind of brings us to the end of act one and I'm reminded again at the end of act one that there is a definite surprise star in this documentary and that is Kanye West's goddamn retainers I think some of this footage might be not in chronological order because I think mm-hmm. the retainers yeah. were a thing that happened after the car accident yeah what?
2: oh yeah you're right yeah because they were showing a lap before yeah you're right. Yeah. And
0: there's all these scenes in yeah. especially that first episode. Like he has Scarface, famous rapper, legendary <laughs> rapper, in the studio because he wanted Scarface to be on the song <laughs> Jesus Walks and at one point scarface is just like they're fucking huddled over notebooks listening to music and scarface looks over and goes what the fuck is that <laughs> and the camera cuts to it and it's just kanye west's nasty fucking retainer yeah just yeah. sitting on the table and scarface is like that isn't supposed to be there
2: it's funny, here scarface of all things he has a problem with loose retainers
0: <laughs> The guy from my mind's playing tricks on me. Does not want your retainers around. <laughs> uh, loose retainers. He's seen some shit.
2: He doesn't want the retainer anywhere in his vicinity.
0: Yeah,
2: <laughs> I love it. The- Put it in a retainer case. He's just laying on. It's just laying around. He puts it in and out of his mouth. Like Ugh. just wrap that Ugh. shit up. He's just <laughs> sitting there. It
0: was like on a Twinkie wrapper or something.
1: Great. <laughs> Disturbed. <laughs> oh man <laughs> not on camera not on camera like do that shit by yourself
0: <laughs>
2: yeah
1: and it happens
0: so many times like people don't always address it but there are so many shots in this documentary of Kanye's retainers just laying around the place that's so nasty
2: it really is
1: <laughs> but like maybe he had a bunch of them that he had to like change out or something that it was like overwhelming and I don't know I'm trying to be nice and but I don't know why outfits. I don't know why
2: <laughs> yeah he keeps four in every studio. Yeah. Just, got a just in case. Purple one. Just laying around in Every
0: shit. corner.
1: <laughs> well-placed retainers. Everyone's like, man, uh, Kanye's a genius, but the retainers. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So at the end of episode one, Kanye finally gets his record deal with Rockefeller Records. And that brings us to act two, which is called Purpose. Purpose. As soon as things get going on the album recording, Kanye West gets in a very bad car accident. This is like famous Kanye West lore now. He was in West Hollywood producing songs for other Rockefeller artists, I believe.
2: For Petey Crack, which is messed up if you think about it, because if he had got the deal... He wouldn't have to go to L.A. to begin with to even do that. Like, he wasn't supposed to go there, but he he went like, I don't know, rappers go to L.A. and shit happens. Yeah. What is that?
1: The <laughs> way they talked about this, too, I was like, what the fuck really happened? Yeah. Because they didn't say shit about the crash. They were just like, crash, crash. Yeah. Crash happened. And I was like, what? There was just like a late night studio, which like maybe he was just tired, but it was like that wasn't even said. Yeah,
2: it's weird. There's no cause or reason no. or why he was, maybe he was driving late and got drowsy. Yeah. I don't know. Was, yeah. Who
1: was involved in the crash? There's none of that. It was <laughs> so glossed over and I was like, what the fuck happened? Yeah. I was like, okay, cargo crash, I guess. That's it. <laughs> no one's fault. Nothing happened. Cargo crash.
0: It's a big moment in his life. It happened in West Hollywood and he almost died. He ended up... Uh, having to get his jaw wired shut and this is the incident that inspires the song through the wire which i think is probably the first kanye west song most people heard it was the first single off of his first album it's got a very distinctive sound in that his jaw was still wired shut when he recorded it which is (laughs) fascinating to me
2: i'll give him that he has a great gimmick like he takes advantage of the bullshit that life gives him he kind of flips it sometimes like that What a perfect way to capitalize on your jaw getting broken.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I'm gonna wrap through it and call it through the wire. Like that's pretty tight, I'm not gonna lie. It's perfect. Yeah.
2: Almost like you can ask for a better scenario.
1: It's pretty tight. And like he does say later that like he thinks he was supposed to get in the crash, you know. So It feels like it. Yeah. It makes sense. The ominous (laughs) car crash.
2: Yeah. This mystery crash that changed changed everything.
0: Mystery crash. This is the part where we get to see his doctor's appointment and his interaction with the doctor is just legendary. Like that—that that is probably the closest we see to the real Kanye West. There's one point after the crash where he's talking to a plastic surgeon and he's like, I have this bump along the side of my face and I'm an entertainer and I'm a very attractive man and this is making things bad for me. What can we do? And the doctor's like, nothing. You'll like yeah. lose your ability to hear like, yeah, you want me to just break bone away from your face? And he's like, Ooh. you know what?
2: I think if he didn't have an album that was coming out, I think he would have did it. He would took the risk. I think he would have did it. Yeah. If the timing was good, he would have fixed his face because he's so handsome. <laughs> 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 mm.
1: And then like after he pointed after it was pointed out in the documentary, like now I never not see it. Like, I never thought about it before that his jaw, like, sticked out on one side, but now I'm like, oh, oh.
2: It looks like he has the mumps a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. His face looks so
0: swollen, kind of. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's like, Like, but one side, yeah. I tell you what, I'm
0: never going to (laughs) forget from this part of the documentary. After he has the wire removed from his mouth, it's just sitting over on the, the table with all the other medical waste, and someone goes to throw it away, and- Kanye West goes, no, 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 My mom wants that. And they go to clean the blood off, and he goes, no, 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 no. She wants it with the blood on it. My mom collects that kind of stuff. And it's like, what the fuck was Donda getting up to in her spare time Uh, that she's collecting bloody medical waste? She loves him. (laughs) You
2: save baby teeth. You bronze the shoes. You save locks of your baby's hair when your child's in an accident. You save... The, um, the visage and the wires. You got like a little baby book of your child and all the, the shit they've been through. Yeah, She's like, it. one
1: day I will rebuild him.
0: <laughs> she could have cloned him.
1: She's like, I've got all the tools I need just in case any of the things that already happened happen.
0: Yeah, that part was wild. I also love the part where they're in a restaurant in Los Angeles trying to impress a table full of UCLA students because there's a famous rapper in the room it's like man this is LA Kanye West could walk in that restaurant today and half the crowd is going to act too cool to even notice he's there like you'll get a little more reaction but not like we see Don Cheadle at Rite Aid here baby like this LA is different in that way
1: I think People would tweak the fuck out if Kanye walked into a restaurant right now. I'm like, yeah, I don't man. buy that shit at all. Nice, nice I don't pitch, know, man. but all right.
2: That one dude was still doing his homework. He didn't give a yeah, fuck. Yeah, yeah. Like, they definitely That's nice. Didn't care. I'm trying to study. Yeah,
1: I was like, these UCLA students were so fucking over it. They were like, can we do our homework? Like, you guys are cool and all, but like, we, we came here because the library was full.
0: <laughs> Here's the thing. I love Jamie Foxx. I love Jamie Foxx. I'm just I, just I fucking love Jamie Foxx. I love the, the footage of him filming or him that re- shit was so fun. recording yeah. with Kanye West. He's in this a couple times because he was also on Gold Digger. Man, Jamie Foxx. Like if I could be friends with like any actor, <laughs> I might pick Jamie Foxx. He just <laughs> seems like a fun dude to be around.
2: Yeah, he seemed cool. seen uh really chill when he was um, doing ideas for slow jams.
0: I thought it was fascinating that even at this point, Kanye West was having to, like, borrow and sneak around to get studio time just to make his album. Yeah. Because Rockefeller had signed him, but he got in that car accident. So then they were like, all right, well, your album's on hold now. And it's like forever? He only broke his jaw. Like, he's going to recover from that. Jesus.
2: (laughs) He's been shelved indefinitely. Yeah, they're just like,
1: ah, never mind.
2: (laughs) It's almost like once the car crashed they oh he was an accident let's put that back on the shelf yep. that's not coming out ever
1: <laughs> over it
2: you think he died or something the yeah he just maybe abandoned they tried him. to
1: kill him <laughs> maybe that's why they were like we don't want to come out with this album let's kill him and he survived
2: <laughs> you know it does feel like they were stalling so they like they were dragging their feet on giving him what he needed so i
0: love starting conspiracy theories we've made a huge mistake We must kill Kanye West so we don't have to release his album.
1: He'll be too powerful and run for president one day. Somebody said from the future and warned
2: us. So somebody told Dame Dash. That's why Dame was dragging his feet.
0: Jay-Z could just run against him and probably win.
1: That would be so fucking weird.
0: (laughs) I do like all of the studio footage of him recording that first album that's in this second episode. The part where he raps for Pharrell and the Neptunes is very awkward at first. It's the thing he does a lot. Like there's there's scenes where people clearly want to leave for the night. And he's like, no, wait, let me just rhyme for 15 minutes first before you go. And you tell yeah. me how impressed you are. And then you can leave. <laughs> <laughs> but then he plays. Uh, what song does he play for Pharrell?
2: Was it? Was it? Through the Wire. Jesus Walks? It's through the Wire. Through the Wire. Through the Wire. Yeah.
0: And. I did like that because Pharrell was pretty huge as a producer, even by then. And Kanye West was, and and the thing about Pharrell, he's also a producer and an artist. Like he's not great as an artist, but he's passable. So this was Kanye West being like, okay, well look what I can do in that capacity. It reminded me, there's this scene in this old Bob Dylan documentary. He's backstage at this show And the singer named Donovan is there. Donovan, at the time, people were calling him the next Bob Dylan. He sang like the song called Mellow Yellow that people probably know. And so Bob Dylan has been hearing people call this guy the next Bob Dylan. And he meets him backstage and he's like, hey, can I play you a new song? And he plays him the song called It's All Over Now, Baby Blue, that I think is about Donovan (laughs) Uh, If nothing else, it's better than anything Donovan ever wrote. But it also has a line in it where he says, the vagabond who's rapping at your door is standing in the clothes you once wore. And I feel like he was addressing that line directly to Donovan when he sang it. And it's one of my favorite moments in any music
1: documentary. Bob Dylan diss track. Yeah.
2: Right. Let's say Dylan got diss records. Yeah. Wow.
1: (laughs) Honestly, that's pretty tight. I love how, like, there was that moment with John Legend where it was like, We're just ordinary people. And then it's like Connie being like, No, we're not. Like, you and I are not the same, my guy. Like, just, just like the contrast of what they were making at the same time, I thought was so funny of just like such a commercial. Like, literally, a commercial, a song that could be in a commercial. We're just ordinary people. Put that on any fucking ad. And it's like, yeah, we are. And then Kanye trying to be like, I am (laughs) God. And it's just, like, (laughs) great contrast. And also, like, I can totally see how people were terrified of him.
2: (laughs) His confidence probably makes people, like wow and i did like the reaction of uh, pharrell he he had to step out of the studio for a minute and gather himself because he couldn't believe like the shit he heard was like wow this this guy is fucking great
1: yeah
0: it is a really good song of course cootie gets some footage of him doing stand-up <sighs> i was like when's it gonna happen because he said he's a comic there's gonna be and sure enough he should
2: have since he didn't have a lot of footage for six years he should have filled the last act with just his act <laughs> Like act three is just the cootie the cootie hour.
0: <laughs> just ninety <laughs> minutes of jokes about Kanye.
2: Yeah. That'd have been a cool little Easter egg for the third like, egg. Like, oh, all right, yeah. now it's the Cootie show.
0: What if that's <laughs> the what the show. other three hours of the documentary are? Because remember when Kanye West gets on the phone in the beginning, he's like, My my, my guy Cootie has this seven and a half hour documentary that he's trying <laughs> yes. to get. Where the rest of the
1: hours that? Yeah, where where's that footage they? Where's that footage, Cootie? I'm
0: sure it'll come out. Fucking Paul McCartney has threatened to put out like a 26-hour version of that Beatles documentary that just came out. And it's like, man, wow. I couldn't really
1: handle the nine-hour version you put out. But There's so much yeah. Beatles content that's just like in a warehouse that like, yeah. is like keep it there. Fuck yes. it. Do we need more Beatles? Like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. It,
0: <laughs> I feel that way Stop about it. A lot of times when people put out, like, expanded versions of albums, like, if those aren't new songs or, like, actual completed songs I haven't heard, like, don't give me five different demo versions of your most famous Yeah,
2: like, song. studio outtakes. Yeah,
1: like, I don't want that.
2: Yeah, I don't want like that.
1: We don't need bloopers for music. <laughs>
2: Pretty much, yeah That's what it is
0: It's a blooper reel
1: Blooper reel
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh no, we played a Roy Orbison song, baby
1: If I ever come out with a music (laughs) album It's definitely going to be called Bloopers
0: (laughs) That was my Beatles, by the way That was John Lennon, Paul McCartney Ringo Starr, and George Harrison All at once All combined into one voice That's why it sounded so weird I
1: think it sounded perfect. Thank you.
0: Thank you. I did too, actually.
1: <laughs> I was like, oh my God, the Beatles are on the podcast right now? All <laughs> of them? All of them?
2: Back to life? Nice.
1: I didn't realize there
0: was this much drama with him and the label around making this first album, but apparently there was. And uh, But they eventually, they, they get it made, they get the video for Through the Wire made, and that's what leads to him getting the album released. And then he goes on the road and he doesn't take Cootie with him. And Cootie starts doing videos and documentary work for other musicians. They end up doing a version of the Jesus Walks video, but I don't know if I've ever seen it. It's just Kanye walking around the streets of Chicago with a dude dressed as Jesus.
2: The one with the light-skinned Jesus. Yeah, I've I've seen Mm -hmm. that a couple times. I like the reasoning. He picked a... uh,
1: The mixed Jesus.
2: A a multiracial dude who's black and white so he can avoid questions of... Like, that's such a (laughs) Kanye thing to do <laughs>
0: just, it's so yeah. funny so he doesn't have to yeah. address whether Jesus was black or white like just make him black no one's that upset about it
1: he knew somebody was gonna ask he knew somebody was gonna ask though he's like somebody some motherfucker's gonna be like so Jesus is black and he can be like well actually <laughs> he's both <Right. laughs>
2: he's already prepared for that that argument so yeah he covered all ground yep. with it that's why I made three videos <laughs> so everyone's happy
1: oh my god
0: (laughs) but act two ends on a pretty positive note he wins grammy for
1: rap album of the year it was a good album very good album
0: uh jesus walks is the best goddamn song i like it so much
1: side note speaking of grammys there was a lot of kanye at the grammys um Mm -hmm. stuff happening in this documentary and i'm going to the grammys this year and donda is nominated for album of the year and he was going to perform, and I was very excited, but they fucking banned him from the Grammys. But he's still nominated.
2: How's it happen? Has I happened before? Has they ever banned an artist from attending the Grammys?
1: I don't think so. Like, I was like, wait, so they canceled his performance, like, straight up. They were like, nope, no Kanye. And I think that's pretty fucked up.
2: <laughs> yeah, that seems That extreme. seems un- unprecedented.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. and also nobody was talking about it because everybody's talking about all the other bullshit with Kim and Pete, and I'm like, I think this motherfucker's going to show up to the Grammys, and I really hope he does.
0: Oh, that would be amazing. Yeah.
1: Right? Like, would they let him in? Like, what will happen?
0: Can you sneak him in?
1: I'll try. Kanye, let me know.
0: Wait, you're
2: going? Yeah. So, what's better than going to the Grammys to see Kanye perform? Going to the Grammys where Kanye's bad, he sneaks in. That's even better.
1: Right. That's the best. (laughs) I'm like, I think that everything that's happening right now is leading up to some psycho shit at the Grammys. Like, I'm like, I see it in our future.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Then you get there and like Kanye West kills Pete Davidson at the Grammys. Oh, Kanye West could kill us
1: all. And I would be stoked to be there.
0: (laughs) Yeah, at least you can say you were there
1: if you survive. Yep. Uh, yeah, when I'm dead, I
0: can't wait to say I was there. Just lets off a suitcase nuke at the Grammys. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> Kanye, you are an innovator. Jesus wow.
1: Jesus walks.
2: What if he crashed? and Also, brought Trump with him.
1: Oh no. Oh. Um. Yeah. It it, it would it would be awful, and it would be so entertaining. The world is over. <laughs> yeah it is we're we're mostly done yeah 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 so like i like i I stand by my statement of if kanye kills us all at the Grammys, (laughs) it's fine whatever (laughs) so now it's on to the last
0: episode the final act act three awakening can we talk about how much it bothers me how they wrote the titles of these episodes the act part it's all in lowercase letters including one two and three those are three three lowercase i's you know how that works colon and then the name of the episode in all caps so act three awakening and listen i still own an ipod i use it all the time and i'm very neurotic about the track titles and the album titles being punctuated and capitalized properly i will go back in and change that shit if i pull up a song and see that the title like even if just like the second word isn't capitalized and it should be I can't do it. I have to go fix that. It has no, it's not like I stare at the screen the whole time I'm listening to music. So it shouldn't bother me, but it does. And this bothered me too.
2: No, you're you're right. I thought it was just me, but maybe it's a Pisces thing.
1: Are we all Pisces? Oh, that's right. We are all Pisces. Nice. I love that. Nicies. Just the most unhinged people to talk about Kanye West. (laughs) (laughs) The only people willing to talk about Kanye West are Pisces at this point. (laughs) That
0: makes sense. So final episode, act three, seems like Kanye and Cootie are drifting apart a little bit. That's after the Grammy wins. That is a bummer because it means Cootie's camera is not rolling for things like Kanye saying George Bush doesn't care about black people on live television, which is still one of the most astounding and refreshing television moments of all time you will never see mike myers or chris tucker be more real than they were yeah. in that moment when that happened i wrote a paper about that moment <laughs> it was <laughs> magic
2: i love mike myers face his reaction it was like a, a delayed reaction and he's like oh fuck <laughs>
0: yeah chris tucker too because they cut to chris yeah. tucker after that and he's he also like looks over for a oh. second like i'm supposed to just talk like i'm supposed to be chris tucker now After that, <laughs> all right hello i am chris tucker <laughs> let's get Anyways, serious for a um... <laughs> minute um...
1: i wrote a paper about how that moment encapsulated every single thing that happened during hurricane katrina <laughs> like just like that moment was just like such a such a true moment. It just really was. It was just perfect. Mwah. Yeah. But yeah, I wish Cootie would have been there. <laughs> Kanye West did that shit. The behind the scenes of where the fuck they were recording the emergency Katrina broadcast.
2: Yeah. Cootie's missing from the best, like the craziest parts of his
0: life.
1: Yeah. I mean, he probably knew that he wouldn't approve of it. He had some shit true. to say. Yeah, yeah, that's
0: the thing. At some point. The lengths Kanye goes to when it comes to being an extreme public figure, there has to be a point where he just doesn't want anyone's advice, because you got to know what people are going to say. Like, people are going to say, calm down. Kanye West doesn't want to calm down.
2: It's almost like he told Cootie, like, hey, I'm about to fucking wild out for six years, so just kind of go away.
1: I don't want any of this.
2: <laughs> I don't want any of this footage, scene of me doing crazy shit. So we'll talk in a couple years.
0: <laughs> yeah, and that probably plays a lot into how they handle this third episode, where it really is just kind of looking at it from the outside and having the same perspective everyone else has. And like the parts where he turns the camera off, that has to be him just trying to keep that balance going because. At any moment, Kanye West could have been like, yep, fuck this. None of this can come out ever. And then we would have just been reading articles for years and years and years about that mythological seven-hour Kanye West documentary that's going to be released someday. And then by the time they released it, no one would give a shit. There would have been like 10 other Kanye documentaries. Who knows?
2: This story feels – it's weird as a documentary, but almost like it's still – being written like he's he's nowhere near being done so it's like this is like almost like a, a midway point in his career like he's got a lot of other crazy shit to do and music to make this is like only the tip of the story
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah i mean he's still so young like when i was growing up there was this thing where rappers were always like man i don't want to be rapping when i'm 40 like that, i want to be retired yeah. and like i'm not this is a young man's game
1: not if you got shit to
0: say yeah that is not true the thing Anymore. Like Jay Z Mm -hmm. is like 70. Fucking Kanye West, I think, is in his forties. Eminem is in his forties, I think, or the the clone that they replaced the real Eminem with.
2: The clone of Eminem is I think yeah, as close is almost 50.
0: So speaking of the relationship with Cootie, there's a real bummer of a moment where they, they briefly reconnect backstage at the Grammys in 2006, or it's an, a Grammy after party. And Kanye just keeps calling Cootie the wrong name because this documentary is produced by Cootie Simmons. And what's Chike's last name? God damn it.
2: I forgot the other dude's name, but that was, he did that deliberately. That was,
1: yeah. that was so hard uh, to watch. That was a power,
2: a power move unnecessarily against your boy. Like it's almost a way of saying I'm too big to even talk to you right now. I'm going to purposely call you out your name three times. Like, I don't know you. Like, it's, it, it was a dickhead move. He did. I don't believe. I don't buy it. He was drunk. Like, he knew what he was doing. No. Yeah.
1: And also, it's that same thing that we always end up talking about, Adam, where it's like, just because you're drunk doesn't mean you're not going to act the fucking way you would. You know, yeah. like, he just uses an
0: excuse. I think right. what happened is he... The first time he did it, it was an accident. And I think he was genuinely offended that the guy, like, sort of called him out about it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Like, how dare you correct me on telling you and telling he, me what your name he,
0: is? And he, I don't think he even corrected him. I think Kanye corrected himself. And the guy was just like, yeah, I was going to, like, not say anything. And then from there, Kanye is just calling him Chike the whole
1: time. And yeah, it's such a bummer. Ugh. It's so. want a good look. Yeah, it was yeah, so hard was to gross. watch. I was just like, why? Why? Like, come on. And
0: yeah, he said by the following year, he didn't even have Kanye West's phone number anymore, <laughs> which is crazy to have someone following you just every out yeah. your entire life every day with a camera for that many years. And then you're just like, yeah, nah, I'm over it. Like, I don't get it. It's absolutely wild. And uh, that brings us to 2007, which is the year Kanye West's mom died. I thought that was more recent.
1: So do I, and I was like, "Whoa, time's fake."
2: It's before the um. After she passed, he did the um. Eight of Ways of Heartbreak album. Yeah. yeah. Shit, fifteen years ago. Wow. Yeah. yeah. What the oh, fuck? Yeah,
1: I was in high school when Donda died, which is crazy to me.
2: Wow.
0: Yeah, I was surprised Damn. seeing that it was that long ago. It does seem way more recent.
1: Yeah, I I could have sworn it was like in like after 2010.
0: Yeah, and that's where things really take a turn. Like, Cootie points to this as being the point where things get different with Kanye West. But I think if someone laid out a timeline of events in front of anyone and was like, all right, which of these things do you think changes Kanye West for the worse? You're going to point to his mom dying in 2007. So not that surprising, but it's definitely the part where he and Kanye West lose touch for... A long, long time, like six years or so. Yeah. And again, that's unfortunate because it means once again, the person documenting Kanye West's life is gone for a really important part of it, which is him dealing with the death of his mom. But also, do we deserve to see that?
1: Yeah, I don't know. It also, the way they portrayed it made it seem like when he was around for filming after his mom's death that he just wasn't dealing with it yeah that he was just and like who knows if that's what's true or um whatever but like relatable content for me when my mom died my brain just like fucking turned off for two years so it's like weird grief is fucking weird and i could see if like you're just surrounded by yes people and no one who's actually going to tell you when you're being fucking stupid about shit that your like grief brain could just like dive too deep into that, you know?
2: Yeah. I think also too, his um his mother seemed to be the one person in his life who was his voice of reason. His uh mm-hmm. Jiminy Cricket, if you will. Like once yeah. she was gone, he was just set loose to just indulge in all kinds of crazy like he just he had no he was he was lost. So he just was doing mm-hmm. anything. He probably kept working to keep busy and not to dwell on the pain of losing his mother. So we're probably seeing now Everything he held in all the time. It's probably now manifesting itself now to what he's become.
1: Absolutely.
0: Yeah. And we got the My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy album out of it. Oof.
2: Love
1: that album. It's a good album. My favorite Kanye yeah. album. This yeah. whole, yeah, yeah, same. This whole documentary, I was like, man, he writes such fucking good songs. <laughs> he does. <laughs> like, he's so good. Jesus Christ. He's so
0: good. Even the stuff like some of this later stuff, I've never heard the Jesus is King album. Because by then, like all the Trump stuff, I was like, man, fuck Kanye West. I've heard like the other one since. And I'll probably go back and listen to it. But he was playing stuff from that. And I was like, that's really good.
1: That's that a really fucking, good fucking joke song. track that he dropped, I listen to all the time. Do you guys remember that? Poopity Scoop? That shit? Oh, oh yeah. shit. Yeah, I that one. I listen to that all the time. Like, it's such a fucking fun song. Like, legitimately. How do we feel about all
0: this, all the Sunday service stuff?
1: Oh, it seems very culty. Do I want to go? Yes. It seems, yeah, it seems
0: a little culty. There's that scene where he's in the studio talking about, like, putting the Bible first above everything else. And I cannot get a gauge on whether the room is just way into what he's saying or if everyone's like, holy shit, he's going Is he talking crazy. to Gerard
1: Carmichael in that? I think he was. And Gerard's like. Oh, yeah, that might have been Gerard Carmichael. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like. This is the perfect oh. person to have shown reacting to this because Gerard was just like, not so sure, bud.
2: You know what? I think he's been in such a dark place and probably seen so much fucked up shit in the music industry. And sometimes you, you need to cleanse your soul. So I think he's we got to deal with Kanye just kind of getting the shit out of the system. Let him let him let him do this. Let he's him to be maybe Kanye will come back. Yeah. Yeah. Let him let it run its course. We'll take some gospel albums. You know, he will Kanye will come back eventually, but let him him just deal with what he's dealing with.
0: I'll tell you this. It's a great way to get a gauge on how many real fans you have, like how many people are going to stick with your music and with you through anything. Like, again, not to bring up Bob Dylan again, but here we go. He did the same thing in the late— 70s. He, for a while there, got super duper religious, but also Slow Train Coming is a really good album and one of his better late 70s, early 80s albums. So a lot of people just stuck with him. They were like, all right, sing about Jesus. It's fine. You're about Dylan. So it's kind of a purge in that way. Like you're really shaking off a lot of fans that uh, maybe weren't as uh, staunch of supporters as everyone else.
1: One, also, I think it's interesting because, like, I personally will go to a fucking church if I know the gospel choir is dope, like, just to see the gospel choir. And I feel like he's trying to make that experience for people who don't want to go to church, maybe, or something, or, like, want to have a different kind of experience with religion. And I, like, don't hate that, you know? Like, gospel choir fucking slaps. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Right. But I, I just, like, think that, to be completely honest, all of what he's acting like towards Kim and his family right now is the shit that's unacceptable that is not brought up at all in this. How much of that had happened by the time the
0: documentary was done, though?
1: Because- yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And, like, I don't I don't want to hear about the Kardashians any more than anybody else does, but I was just like... Shocked at what an afterthought they were in this documentary, but it was about cootie, like I said. So that might have been like
0: a legal thing, like because the oh, Kardashians right. already have cameras yeah. following them around all the time, and it seemed like this only got to like late twenty twenty one, maybe like or like yeah. into twenty twenty one. So yeah, I don't, I don't know that all that the like Pete Davidson stuff had happened.
1: Oh, definitely Fine. not. But, like, I'm talking about, like, fuck Pete Davidson. I'm talking about, like, putting his family on blast on Instagram during this divorce instead of, like, you know, doing doing the thing where you just, like, keep something private. And, like, yeah. I, I, I mean, it, it just encourages violence of women because of Kim Kardashian cannot avoid a man. Like, she has all the resources in the world. So, like what? What is that fucking statement on how we treat women's safety? You know?
2: Yeah. Um. As two things, the the church service thing. I think he's also doing that to also try to win win back some black fans. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Because I said fuck Kanye when he like no matter what. I think Kanye's a musical genius, but as far as Kanye the person, he does a lot of fuck shit I don't agree with. So I don't care about that. But his music's cool. But as far as like black people like the Trump shit and the MAGA hat, like fuck him. Like, if he's gonna do yeah. all that, it is what it is. But as far as, like, the Kim and Pete thing, even if he didn't make it, I guess, public, the Kardashians, they survive off. They would've made this, like...
1: That's true. This is, Kim like, their lifeblood. framing him for whatever's going on right now.
2: Yeah, But I'm not mad... I'm kind of mad at him for that, because you, you, what did you expect when you married Kim Kardashian? like
1: Yeah, completely.
2: No dude has got a Kardashian and left cleanly, and Kanye will be no different. I don't know if he's as strong as a Kardashian. It's like this is gonna yeah. be a battle. Like this who's more popular between the public, who has the public's opinion? So it's what I it's gonna be messy.
1: Want from Kanye is to denounce white supremacy because of his Trump supporting. Like that that's fucked up. He needs to address that. That really hurt a lot of people because And the like, slavery thing. And the slavery thing. Like b ba- basically. Eric that, yes. <laughs> Yes, he needs to (laughs) write a letter to the ghost of Harriet Tubman and say some shit, like, just be apologizing. But all of that stuff, he needs to, like, create some sort of actionable response that we can tell that he's sorry for that. But, like, I don't know that his ego would let him do that.
2: I don't know if he's even sorry. Yeah, that's... Exactly. He he probably thinks he's
0: right. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah, I don't don't mm -hmm. think he's being... Like, I don't think he's putting on an act when he says he's a Trump supporter and when he says he's going to run for president. And is he still a Trump supporter? I don't know. If, I don't think so. Like at one point, he said he I know he kind of wasn't, but he kind of distanced himself from it, but like, not that I, much.
1: I truly don't understand that take. That's like the most unhinged thing to me. The, which the take? Trump supporting, oh. the yeah. running for president, like that whole chunk of time where he was just like. I really don't get it because I like really tried to see his perspective from like everything else. And I'm just like, why would you deprioritize human rights to support this fucking orange dude?
0: This is another one of those moments that I wish we had a little more behind the scenes footage of. But I, I also don't know if there is that much. Like, I don't think this is a thing Kanye West had meetings with people about. I doubt that he ever like pulled all of his closest and most trusted advisors in the room and was like, hey, I'm going to be a Trump supporter now. Like it's another one of those things where it's probably something he decided when he was off isolated by himself being ultra Kanye West, which then what do you do? I don't know.
1: If I think about it from a perspective of like if I was one of Kanye's close friends that he like grew up with or some shit, somebody who has called him on shit his whole life. At this point, I would have distanced myself because I just wouldn't be able to handle it anymore. And that happened. Like, Jay-Z
0: distanced himself from Kanye West for a little bit.
1: Yeah. Again, it's not hard to be a friend, but sometimes it is, like, too much.
0: He
2: does mention, though, that, I think we are talking about the Sunday service, that, you know, he mentions he lost his black card. He knows that. And he knows that, well, what's the one thing all black people probably have in common? I don't know, church? So I'll get black people back on my side with doing this. church. You know, it's almost too little too late.
1: Mm -hmm. You already
2: did the Trump shit. So going back to gospel and black church, it it doesn't mean it's empty gesture. It doesn't mean shit. Not the black people. You got to prove you got to do more than that. Yeah, it's not good enough.
0: And with as vehemently anti-abortion as he was with his campaign pitches when he was running for president, he really was. It seemed like he was maybe trying to scoop up a conservative audience that he didn't have before.
1: Yeah, he really thought he was going to do something with getting all these fucking MAGA hat people on his side.
2: Hey, why did he wear. what When he gave that his speech about abortion and running for president and about him being almost aborted, why was he wearing that outfit? Why was he wearing a vest that says, secu- like, why was he dressed
1: <laughs> so. He I don't know. Maybe
2: he wore a suit. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, he dressed as crazy as he was talking.
1: <laughs> yeah. Was he like wearing a bulletproof vest? He I was like, so.
2: it looked like it. Yeah. Or it was In meant Security, like... like
1: one. Yeah, man. I don't know. It was also That's... like, what was that press conference? Everyone's standing and he's just screaming at a group of people. I was like, yeah. what is this? When did this happen? Like, it looked like one of those step and repeat backgrounds. I was like, did someone hand him a microphone at the wrong event? Like what is happening?
0: <laughs> he's at the webby awards just yeah.
1: starts up, <laughs> running from president not nominated for anything just saw a red carpet and was like this is the moment
0: he bought tickets
2: like dog how the fuck you not give me a webby yeah
0: <laughs> yeah that's another thing we don't see much of is like the taylor swift stuff like we see it they obviously reference it but That's one of the problems with this documentary is as much behind the scenes access as we get to Kanye West. We don't get it when we want it.
2: It almost feels like the first two acts are the actual documentary. And the third one is kind of like a clip show Hmm. that we all live through. Like it's almost filler
1: bloopers. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's a bloopers.
0: It's outtakes. (laughs) (laughs) Bloops. I think the third one gets interesting again. As it nears the end, because that's when we are getting kind of a behind the scenes look at what Kanye West was like in these moments, even if we're not seeing like exactly him being backstage or whatever behind the scenes talking about Trump. Like there's that phone call with Rick Rubin where it's a perfectly normal phone call. All Kanye West had to do was, and I I mean, his relationship with Rick Rubin, I'm sure is fine. I think they worked on music together or are working on music together, but he's having this phone call with Rick Rubin and Rick Rubin goes, all right, man, excited to see you. And Kanye West is like, well, actually the word excited can have some negative connotations. And he goes on this rant about why you shouldn't say excited. And he goes, so I like to use the phrase energized instead. And Rick Rubin's just like, all right, motherfucker, bye. All right. You know what? It's,
2: it's You know how you say we man, men, men, like mansplain shit? <laughs> Kanye, yay, explains every <laughs> fucking thing he's doing. Like, we get it. You don't ex- It's like telling him to explain a joke. Like, I see what you're doing. Just let, let it marinate. He wants to tell you everything he's doing and how it's supposed to make you feel. Like, just chill.
1: Yeah, control freak shit where it's just like yeah. <laughs> down to word choice. Yeah, yeah, as this documentary was going on at the end, the amount of times I said, what? Out loud? <laughs> they increased rapidly towards the end.
0: How about the scene where he goes on the anti-abortion rant with Justin Bieber sitting right next to him?
1: And Justin Bieber's just like, oh my god. Yeah, Justin god. Bieber's like, yeah. oh, okay. Justin Bieber's the voice of reason <laughs> without saying anything in this shot, which is like, fucked.
0: Yeah, he looks like he's watching a, television that isn't there
1: yeah
2: <laughs> yeah everyone in that room was just you can tell it was it's probably like his fifth rant of the day it's like shut the fuck yeah. up come on
1: <laughs> my favorite part of that like recording in the warehouse studio scene was that random white lady with the short haircut and overalls who's just like on every set ever. Like just that lady is <laughs> yeah, always she is on a there, set. Like, like, who the fuck is she? She is ever like, and also, even if it's not her, it is her. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that she, lady is. She makes more curses
2: than his retainer.
1: <laughs> I was like, who are you? And also, <laughs> if you're on a set, you will see this lady. You will see no matter what production you're on, music, TV, movies, doesn't fucking matter. This lady's there.
0: What Hard Rock Cafe do I have to go to to see one of those
1: retainers in person? That's what (laughs) I want to (laughs) know.
0: I want to touch it. got a show coming.
1: (laughs) Uh, But yeah, no, the anti-abortion stuff made me so fucking mad. And I was like, God damn it. Yeah,
0: he turns the camera off in the middle of that rant. And then there's that one that happens a little earlier where he's talking to like a group of investors. And he starts the conversation or he like interrupts them when they're saying something. And he goes, have any of you ever been locked up and put in handcuffs and thrown in the hospital because your brain is too big for your skull? Well, I have. So next conversation. And he's legitimately angry. And
1: so serious.
2: Kanye shit I ever heard in my fucking life. Like, what is that? That should have been a T-shirt. Yeah. Have you been handcuffed and put in the place because your brain? Like, that's... That's so. That's deep. It's, his, it's very deep.
1: It's his attorney. It's his uh, attorney commercial. Have you ever been thrown into the hospital because your brain is too big for your skull? If so, call one eight hundred Kanye.
0: It's like that's that's just encephalitis, Kanye.
1: I love also how he like is anti-abortion in a way that is personal. He like took abortion personally. He's like, my dad wanted to yeah. abort me so bad.
0: But then do you, did you hear he also at one point said he wanted to abort North?
2: I never heard that before. That was new. like, really? When did we know that?
0: That is a thing that just flies by the screen and is like, hello, I'm here. And then we never address that ever, ever again. And it's like, that wasn't that long ago that she was born. When did you become anti-abortion? Was it just when you decided you were a Trump supporter?
1: What, yeah, what the fuck? That's weird
2: because... You're right, like, if, if he knew his father wanted him aborted, so at what point would he want his daughter, like, that, that's, that's so strange, and when, I don't know, that's, I, I'm surprised that let that get through in the documentary, I'm surprised they didn't edit that out, I'm surprised it actually slipped through, someone missed that, because that was weird.
1: Yeah, it was I never very heard weird that before. because like now there's a uh, footage on Netflix of North's father saying that at one point he didn't want her. So cool. It's gonna be so cool when she's older.
0: Yeah. Yes, yeah, that's, that's gonna be a problem. I feel like Cootie probably wanted that in. And was hoping no one caught it because it's like you see that in documentaries sometimes where you can like you can tell the filmmaker wants to be fair and they don't want to like just annihilate the subject they're talking about. But also that's a pretty big admission that I mean, because he's in this press conference sobbing because he says his dad wanted him to be aborted, but wouldn't that press conference have also happened after North was born? Yes. Yes. Very weird. Yeah. It's super weird. Yeah. Almost makes it seem like the anti-abortion stuff is a ploy.
1: Yeah, also, it made me feel really weird because I never really saw Kanye as anti like women or like objectification of women as hard as a lot of other rappers. Um, there's like, you know, just hints of it here and there from, like, the culture and whatever. But I never thought that he was, like, outright objectifying women. And then I was like, no, wait, Kanye doesn't just objectify women. He objectifies everyone. Like, he literally doesn't see people as people. He sees people as something to manipulate. Like, the audience has now become a part of his art that he's making. And he thinks he can decide how people are going to feel about shit when, like, that's not how art works.
2: Yeah, it's one thing to make art, but you can't tell people how to take it in
1: right and for the statement of i'm anti-abortion because i could have been aborted that's like that makes no sense like just just because your existence wouldn't have happened that that is the most important thing
0: it seems like he's saying can you believe kanye west was almost aborted Like what if the next Kanye West is – and it's like that's not the argument I think you're supposed to be making here. I feel like that line where he says he wanted to have North aborted is like low-key the most fascinating part in this documentary. And I don't know why it's not being talked about more. Like we couldn't have all heard it wrong, right? No, no. We definitely – Yeah. So – like that's such a shocking bit of information. Like it seems like a character too.
2: I mean, just like I know he's older, but this is Kanye after the hospital stay. So didn't he also? I remember reading about it. Didn't he get like sh- shock therapy and shit too? Like, did he fuck him up? Is that the same dude? Yeah,
0: I don't I mean, know. Like, oh. He did. Ha- yeah, he had that that weird breakdown and was hospitalized for a while. I think it was two thousand seventeen. Yeah, and yeah, yeah sh- but he's not the same since.
1: The Kanye that like I remember from, you know, the first album and shit is like somebody that in my mind was trying to stand up for all people like and and like communicate art and like that you can believe in yourself to all people. And that's like a great message. And now I just feel like what the fuck is the thesis here, my guy? Yeah. And it's
0: yeah, I I think they they sort of touch on in the documentary that you know you're, you're you're allowed to change like people are yeah, sure. allowed to change like i've been doing this podcast since 2013 and it's way different now than it was when it started but everything's different now the world's different like mm-hmm. if you want me to cut people off with sound effects at the beginning of the podcast Get us all back in the same room together. I'm sorry COVID happened. That bit doesn't work on Zoom. Like Mm-mm. things Oh.
2: You know what? I do miss that bit. Though. I know, but Damn. it's
0: like like <laughs> That's a <good> the bit. <laughs> sound effects in general just are not as much of a thing with Zoom. Like it's just startling for people. Like if they know there's a mixer there and you're going to reach for it and hit buttons, they like see you reaching and they're like, "All right." But mm-hmm. on Zoom, it just like catches people off guard and it like stops people from talking when they're talking and it's it it just doesn't work and like it's not the only thing that's changed about this podcast like we didn't ever really talk about politics but i'm sorry fucking trump ran for and won the presidency that was a pretty good time to start talking about politics and i think we were good at it too hey can
2: i give you permission in the future to to cut me off with that you know when i when you first had me on your show I was like, I wonder if I'm going to get cut off. Can you just come? I'm going to tell you now in the future we do a show. Just
1: how's that? Right? Hell yeah. Did it work?
2: <laughs> Thank you. Did, did anyone
1: hear that? <laughs>
0: I, I, I did. I heard like two drum
1: beats. <laughs> like, See? Yeah.
0: See? Exactly what I'm saying. Exactly what I'm saying.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And I mean, not at all saying that things aren't allowed to grow and change, but like, um, I think that learning is a big part of that. I don't see Kanye learning. And also, I see somebody who cared about people. And like, when you start giving less of a shit about human rights, that's when you're going to lose everybody, you know? Yeah. And the second half of
0: what I was going to say is Kanye is changing in a way that is hurting people. Mm hmm. I don't know Kim Kardashian. I don't know his family. I don't know his kid. But it can't be great seeing Kanye West treat them the way he is in public. Because he talks so much in this documentary about how he's got this voice and he can use this voice and they at least can't take that from him. And it's like, so you recognize the power of your voice and you're turning it on the mother of your child because what? She's dating Pete Davidson? Motherfucker, everyone's dating Pete Davidson it's 2022 yeah, your wife's not special yeah like he's dating <laughs> uh, he's fucking everybody are you kidding me
2: wait 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 forget pete his wife was doing the same thing at some point too like it's the same
0: <laughs> yeah yeah it's just it's a it's an ugly turn of events and like the the trump stuff isn't great like yes people are allowed to change but people are also allowed to respond to how you change like uh, they're, Any people that don't listen to this podcast anymore because of how it changed. That's their choice. And I respect that choice. But if you're changing in a way that amounts to you supporting a fucking fascist, people have a right to respond to that. So that is a thing I didn't like. The documentary doesn't explicitly say that, but I feel like it hints at that. Well, yeah, he's he's not the old Kanye, but no one's the old Kanye anymore. And it's like, yeah, but there's. difference right
1: yeah i just don't know yeah what's the difference between voting for a white supremacist and uh supporting a white supremacist like i don't i don't know man not that much yeah i
2: think that's why they called him crazy because i guess as a as a black man to move in the space of hip-hop he just for three years he did everything you can do to not be accepted into hip-hop like he just did the most non-rap shit ever it's like as a black person, like, just me personally, I don't know if I would go back to Kanye as far as, like, giving a fuck about him personally. But I care about the music he made. Yeah, but as far as the dude and his space in hip-hop and respecting him and all that, like, I'm I'm out. Now, Heck I'm yeah. sorry he, he's dealing with what he's dealing with, but, like, that's the bid he made laying that shit. You know, that's it is what it is. But the music's good.
0: Yeah, I feel like. You could say the same thing about 50 Cent, but I I mean it with all my heart that I don't think people care about 50 Cent's music the way they care about Kanye West. No, definitely not. (laughs) Like, if I... No. Like, I could say, oh, I'm going to boycott 50 Cent music because he... Cause he did the same thing. He came out, he like tweeted a thing in support of Trump and eventually like kind of rescinded it, which is the same thing Kanye West did. The difference is like, I'll be sad if I never listen to Kanye West music again, but 50 Cent, I don't <laughs> fucking care
1: whatsoever. Like it's not the same kind of disparity. I didn't even know that 50 Cent did that. Cause like, again, it's 2022. I'm not talking about 50 Cent. <laughs> yeah. It's not happening.
2: <laughs> you know what? I don't buy that abortion thing.
1: You think it was an all-in act?
2: Yeah, it just—if you look, I don't know. Based on the documentary in the first few parts, it's just like, where's that coming from? Like, this wasn't the same kid we seen. Like, it just seemed like unprovoked. Like, wh- what is this? I think he was some kind of agenda there. Like, it really seemed like that yeah. wasn't a hill for him to for him to die on.
1: Yeah, it was probably like a manipulation that did not work out.
2: Not in his favor. No.
1: Yep. <laughs> what if? Let
0: me just speculate a little more on Kanye West's health and (laughs) mental faculties. What if the moment he changed was actually the car accident? Because a broken jaw implies that there was probably some head trauma of some sort, like that brain probably rattled against the skull a little bit. And we know from NFL players shooting themselves in the chest that there is a pretty Direct line between head trauma and mental illness. In the case of football players, it's CTE. And if you go back to that point in the documentary, that's where things start to get weird with Cootie when he starts like going on tour without him and the uh, Hype Williams thing happens. Like it could be that he just wasn't huge enough then for it to seem as big of an issue as it is now
2: i'm gonna support that theory i like it and to support that maybe Ray really forgot called name because of the concussions maybe when he says his brain is too big for his head there's some swelling going on yeah there's little hints
0: yeah see maybe
2: he's trying to tell us something here maybe he's suffering from some kind of it, it could be ct or some kind of damage from an accident
0: people have speculated that same thing about antonio brown the NFL wide receiver. He was on Dancing with the Stars. He was one way, and then he got a concussion in a game, and he was definitively a different way after that. Like, it, he's like fucking— He was a nasty hit, right? He's like fucking Tom Waits. There are two different versions of Antonio Brown, and there's a pretty clear mm. dividing line where it happens, and it's when he gets that concussion. Yeah, he got fucking nailed. It, like, a, it was a helmet-to-helmet hit. And he was out for oh, but
2: was it perfect,
0: yeah, yeah, Dante, Dante
2: perfect. perfect hit him, yeah, yeah, yeah,, it was a nasty hit, yeah,
0: yeah, and there are yeah. like there have been n f l analysts who are like that's kinda when he started being the Antonio Brown that we know now, so I don't know. Maybe that car accident was even more important in Kanye West's life than we realize.
2: You're right, because he doesn't talk about being—he doesn't mention a lot in the first two acts of the documentary about being bipolar a lot. No, but now I know it's a big—it's a big thing now that he has met Like that wasn't part of the original Kanye. So maybe that—the accident, maybe bipolar, really just hit trauma. Oh no!
0: What if Kanye has CTE? Know. That could be possible. It makes sense. Bummer about CTE. You cannot i i'm pretty sure you can't <coughs> diagnose it until they dead yeah so mm, fucked we would never know but i mean car accident with a broken jaw it's possible anyway we're not here to speculate on kanye West's mental health anymore because we've reached the end of the episode i think unless anyone has any final thoughts <laughs> on genius a Kanye West trilogy, which you can watch on Netflix. I would I would say watch it. It's good. I think it's 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 really fun to see the songs getting made in the studio. Yeah, that stuff is really interesting. You're just not going to get like if you're looking no answers. Yeah, if you're looking for extra details about things that are happening now or in the past year or so, you're not really going to get it.
1: Only questions.
2: I feel right now, this very moment, we're living in act four. Yeah. This is Act Four right now.
1: Yes, completely. The Grammys, baby. Yeah. Let's see what happens. If you see him, ask if
0: you can film a documentary about him.
1: I will. Just run yeah. it up a flagpole. See what happens. <laughs> Maybe he'll I'm bring you on. Thinking about wearing ten-inch shoes that the heels are brass knuckles to the Grammys. I like that.
2: If you want to approach him, make sure you have a Bible in your hand.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. I gotta just be like praying towards him. <laughs> I come in peace
0: they're not gonna let him in the Grammys
1: no they sure aren't
0: (laughs) he'll be stopped what was the disguise
1: oh my god if he shows up in his disguise what if he just shows up in the mask thing he's doing and he's like shit, not me
0: (laughs) oh
2: what if he has a a decoy come in with the Kanye mask that weird shit he wears and then he comes in another place where they're stopping and and frisking that decoy when Kanye's on stage already rapping
1: (laughs) Homie shows up with a whole new face. Just like plastic uh, surgery.
2: Get his jaw fixed. Yeah, Get his jaw fixed and come out. (laughs) (laughs) I got a brand new jaw, y'all.
1: Let's go. Jaw two. (laughs) We got
0: to get Kanye into the Grammys now. I know. We can do it. We'll do it. Okay, I believe in us. All right. So that's our episode. Thank you both for watching four and a half hours of Kanye Tent. Hey Pisces, put your everyone put their finger on the screen. Pisces. Mm-hmm. On the screen?
1: hmm
2: Yeah, I don't know. Are we touching? Yeah. Yeah, yeah we're you doing up. it. Can you feel it? That's that's Pis- it? It. Pisces magic. All, it really is. We're all a little more Bam. depressed now. Woo! pass it on we all just
1: go cry
0: (laughs) um uh, what do we have to plug before we get out of here
1: uh jen what do you got i am literally live on tiktok every day now like every day i'm live on tiktok come hang out it's it's seriously just a stream that's like a hangout vibe like you don't even have to participate or be observed, it's literally like just hanging out with me while I do whatever the fuck I'm doing, and um, <laughs> it's great. Where so follow me there, where TikTok, cool, where just TikTok, just TikTok.com, TikTok. <laughs> everybody, TikTok, meet Jen, meet Jen, it's the same as my Instagram,
0: Slice so. What do you got to plug?
2: Um, go get that new album out, I got uh, it's called She Her Two. Um, so on all streaming services, um, iTunes. Spotify, um, Tidal, everywhere you get music at.
0: I'll listen to it today. Sweet. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, Patreon.com slash Unpop, took. You can get uh, bonus episodes there. And uh, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Adam Todd Brown. That's
1: Todd with 1D. And. Is this coming? Sorry. No. What were you going to say? Is this coming out on Monday? Yes. Okay. There's also a super secret sale uh, somewhere. That's it.
0: What? What's happening?
1: Super secret sale. sale. Check my Instagram.
0: (laughs) That's all. Uh, all right. I think that's it. Let's get out of here. Let's end (laughs) on a mystery. Sliceberg, say goodbye. Goodbye, people. Jen, say goodbye. Bye-bye. Goodbye, everybody. We love you. (laughs)
1: to Bristol Street We're the on this to Bristol Street Oh, uh-huh. oh